Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that, like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I apologize for missing last week's show, dealing with some family uh, issues, but my amazing tag team partner, the rogue of wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman, has completely helped me out, I guess, <laughs> in that sense. Uh, and I am back as your New Jersey kid, <laughs> Joe we, uh, we took a week off, yeah, because yeah. you had some shit to deal with. Yeah, I was trying to think of the wording of that, and then blanked on it. Just uh, had compassion. It's, it's it's such a rare yeah. occasion in this in this day and age, right? That it's you you forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 hard, uh, especially when you've got so much fucking wrestling to watch. Oh my that... god! Especially <laughs> these past two weeks, like of, of all the weeks for me to miss like an episode, like. You know, watching men just grapple each other and throw each other around and bash each other over the head with objects. You forget that you need to love each other fellow man, you know. Mm -hmm. But I guess tag team wrestling is the constant reminder that you need to have companionship and love. Because without chemistry, and without that companionship, you can't win a tag team match. You know, that's kind of been the theme of the past couple of weeks is tag teams, right? Um, NXT... You've got multiple tag teams kind of towards the main event uh, scene. ROH, the tag titles are getting built up again with a lot of teams mm-hmm. forming slash eyeing for the titles again. And then uh, in WWE, we've got the mixed match challenge building up. And then we've got Balor Club reforming. Yeah, you, know kind of... you bring up the mixed match challenge. Uh, let's delve into that for a little bit. Because now that all the teams are announced, we know who's going into this. Yeah, I gotta look that. I've I've seen like just clips of the teams. I want to pull up like a full list. Now, before we go into that full list, I do want to tell you that there is a saving grace in there, because uh, the the idea that we pitched before with Bailey siding with Balor and doing like the whole uh, going into like the dark girl gimmick and getting obsessed with a guy, she could totally do There's the still same fucking that thing chance. with Elias. Yeah. Because she could be like his fangirl. Oh man, it'd be terrible. And he, she could, or he could sing songs about Bailey. Oh, oh my God. man, it'd be gross. And he could like kind of sexualize her a little bit. And that'd be gross. I want to see him like do a parody of something. It's like, like, oh Mickey, you're so fine. Like, oh Bailey, you're oh, so fine. That's fucking genius. Mm. Yes. Oh Bailey. You're so fine. That's right. And, so and completely changed the song, too. Like, slow it down. Because mm-hmm. that'll get the crowd to hate him. Oh, man. And if uh, if he totally stole the uh, Hey Bailey or the Hey Bailey chant song, 
the yeah. who are we want uh, I want to know if you'll be my girl. Hey, hey, Bailey. I want to know if you'll walk with Elias. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, WWE totally do it. It's that's that makes my skin. Please, crawl. please steal that one. <laughs> Did you feel how angry I was just pitching that? Oh, that's so gross. Oh, they should a, do it. I want to go take a shower now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I want to take a shower after that. Ugh. All right, who else? Who else? Who else do we got in the max mix match challenge? Because I think uh, we've uh, got Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman. They're gonna go far. Yeah. Uh, my favorite team: Charlotte Flair and Bobby Roode. I I would not be surprised if they get to the finals. I think they're gonna go yeah. pretty far too. Um. Um. Sasha Banks and, and Finn Balor. Interesting. Yeah, Sasha and Finn. That's an interesting one. Uh, Lana and Rusev reunited. Yeah, that's uh, cute, I guess. Naomi and Jimmy Uso. I wonder if they'll have chemistry seeing as they're oh, married. Man. <laughs> uh, Nia Jax and Apollo Crews. Interesting one. Well, you know what, um, too? With, with Jimmy Uso and um, Rusev and Lana, they're probably going to have them go against each other as like the two legit couples. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to test the real love and see which one of the legitimate couples is stronger, you know? Um, Asuka and The Miz, that's an interesting pairing. That's um, a fun but I one. Did... was that? I said that's a fun one. Yeah, I, I liked their little vignette with Miz getting really excited because he was like, oh, Asuka is undefeated. Great. Um, Alicia Fox and Goldust, they are probably going to be super entertaining. I don't know. That's fucking weird. I... Alicia Fox is so off-putting to me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like even because Alicia, like Goldust, has uh, brought a lot of charisma to a lot of random black people in his career. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, because he, he's trying his hardest with Cedric Alexander right now, and now they're throwing in with Alicia Fox. They're just testing his abilities. It's like, all right, let's see it. Like, can you do? You made it work. <laughs> you made it you work, made with, it work Booker with Booker. Why can't you do it? Again? Why can't you do it again? We tried to do it with our truth. It didn't work. What the fuck, man? He's basically our next version of Booker T. <laughs> and now they're mad. They're just trying to throw him with every other black person they have on the roster that they have no idea what to do with. That's that's what they do with Goldust. You know, before long, he'll be tagging with Jason Jordan. Just saying. <laughs> well, he does need some charisma. Whew. Uh, you know Jason uh, Jordan... I, if he leans more into the daddy's boy character, that's that's good because he is so good oh, at pulling off that entitled little shit. Oh man, yeah, like, and I love the the kind of I guess it would be nerdy kind of stuff when he's just like like going to Roman and Seth and like yeah we're a team right like. Well, and they're just man, like, uh, who would have fucking thought that if he just basically did the Kurt Angle heel shit that it would get over? <laughs> Burr. Oh wait, he's Kurt's we... son. Maybe we have him act like Kurt did. <laughs> like, weren't we saying that a long ass time ago? Probably. I'm, I'm uh, probably. <laughs> to finish off the list, we've got Natalia and Shinsuke. That's an interesting team. That's a weird one. I don't know. Uh, Becky Lynch and Sami Zayn. I loved their video. Yeah, that was hilarious. The uh, him being in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was like, wow, that one guy's really loud. And then when it got, like, because the camera's kind of far away from him at that point. And then when it got close, I was like, oh, my God, that's Sammy, like, under <laughs> costume. 
Uh, and then Carmella and the fans voted in Big E to be her partner out of the New Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be a fun group, too. Yeah, that could be a lot of fun, especially because I imagine uh, Kofi and uh, Xavier Woods will come out with them. So it'll now, be like New Day and Carmella together. The bracket is set up very interestingly. Oh, where... the bracket's out. Yes. Oh um, shit! All right, let's let's fucking run it. I bet we can get, we can predict the winners. Okay, so it's very interesting. So it's always a Raw versus a SmackDown team. So you're not going to okay. get your Lana Seven Naomi Jimmy match, unless they um, both beat somebody and get uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Which it would have to be. Wait, where are they? Harvard's Cruz Jacks, Lance Bailey. Where's Naomi and... Oh, there it is. Let me ask you this. Are Alexa, Bliss, and Braun Strowman on opposite sides of the whole bracket than um, Charlotte and Bobby Roode? Because that's my guess for the finals straight out. That can happen. That can happen? Okay. Yes. That's my impression. So I'm going to run down from top to bottom. Uh, so the first matchup is Balor and Banks uh, versus Nakamura and Natalia. Oh, Balor and Banks got that. Easy. Um, Miz and Asuka versus Big E and Carmella. Uh, yeah, it's definitely um, Miz, Asuka, Asuka. And Miz, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Strowman Bliss versus Zayn and Lynch. Yeah, that's Bliss and Strowman. Wow. So taking out Sammy in the first round. Yep. And Becky as yeah, well. absolutely. Uh, Strowman's gonna completely sit on Sammy. He's dead. <laughs> uh, so I think we've had all Raw people winning so far, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Goldust and I think this is the first time. Oh yeah, they're Raw's not gonna win. <laughs> Goldust and Fox versus Jimmy Uso and Naomi. Yep, Jimmy Uso and Naomi. They got it. Uh, Elias and Bailey versus Rusev and Lana. Ooh, that's you know what? All right, who's who's in their opposite bracket? Who's in the next? Cruz and Jax versus Rude and Flair. Rude and Flair win that. So Rude and Flair would go up against uh, Bailey and Elias. That's well, I don't know. They could go up against Rusev and Lana though. That what would be more dramatic. And you know what? No, come on, I, Elias and Bailey. But then yeah. Elias and Bailey were like thrown together. But they're only going to get to Last that next game. round anyway because Charlotte and Bobby Roode are going to beat them. So, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> now, it's interesting. So, that round is all going to be decided by winners and losers. Quarterfinals are going to be the same way. But then when you get to the semifinals, one of the bracket spots is up to a second chance fan vote. Huh. Ooh. Well, that's going to throw a wrench into the Yes. Works. Sneaky fuckers. Yeah, and they they uh they set up the bracket in you know, like the correct way to do that, so it's very interesting. All right, so then we're we're down to what would it be four teams, but then one of those four is getting voted in from somebody that's lost. Well, so we we just went through one, two, three, four, five, six matches. So then it's going to come down to uh three matches and then going into the semifinals it'll be those three winners 
plus the fan mm-hmm. voted second chance person mm-hmm. in order to get down to the two finalists. Okay, so then would we know what the brackets for those that next round is? For what we just predicted? Yeah, so like we predicted like that first round, I'm guessing. Like, would yes. we know what the bracket looks like for round two? Yeah, so right. let's Who's see. Two? We said Balor and Banks are winning, right? Yep. So they would go up against Miz and Asuka. This is where Balor and... Yeah, this is where... Well, hmm. I think this is where Miz and Asuka could lose because Balor can pin Miz and they can mm. keep going. So I think Balor and Banks And then Asuka hasn't technically lost because she wasn't pinned. Yeah, this is this is actually they... part of the genius of putting them with Miz. Like, it's genius in both senses because it fits Miz's character to hide behind Asuka and yeah. it will serve Asuka to lose because Miz can get pinned by anybody. Mm. So, yeah, I think that'll... So then... Strowman and Bliss would go up against Jimmy Uso and Naomi. <laughs> yeah, Strowman kills Uso. Uh, who do we say would win out of Elias Bailey, Rusev, Lana? Um, I was leaning a little bit more Elias and Bailey. Yeah, so they I, would go. I think they would put they, that up against um, Charlotte. And, Rudin. Yeah. yeah, so they would go up against Rudin Flair. So then I think we're we're predicting Rude and Flair would then beat them. Yep. So Rude and Flair would go up against that second chance fan vote. Okay. So the second Because they would then hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna assume that whoever's second chance fan vote loses against Charlotte Flair and Bobby Rude. Yeah. Uh so then our top of the bracket would be uh Balor and Banks going up against uh, Strowman and Bliss in the semifinals. That's tough because part of the part of the reason I think they're booking it the way that it is is um, I think they want to get both of the women's champions all the way to the final. So, so I think I mean I think you could have Balor and Banks lose at that point and that would be a respectable Yeah, I think so. You could totally do that. The like I could also see them having like Sasha beat. No, I don't think so because Asuka is clearly the next one getting that title. So you don't want to have anybody else beat Bliss unless they're on SmackDown. So yeah, I think then you go to the finals of Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman, and then against uh, Charlotte and Bobby, and probably Charlotte. You know what? Because this is uh, the other booking too. Is Braun Strowman probably would have gotten every single one of their pins along the way. So Braun Strowman's carried that team. And then you get finally to the end where Bobby Roode still can't beat this guy, but he can get Charlotte in, and Charlotte can finally take down uh, Alexa Bliss. And that's how. Yeah, and you could just do something where Alexa slips up, Charlotte gets like a schoolboy or something like that. Bobby kicks Strowman off the apron or something like that in order to Mm -hmm. keep him from breaking up the pinfall or anything like that. And then. What? He can't break up the pinfall? Are you kidding me? All right, it's mixed tag. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fucking scandal. He'd be sued immediately. <laughs> you touched a woman on TV. Yeah, I guess yeah. You. So just have Charlotte get the the win there. Yeah, because I I imagine it'd be like the you know Bobby Roode finally escapes Braun Strowman like killing him to tag Charlotte, and then it's like, well, you know, she has to come in. Alexa Bliss has to come in now, and so then you know she can finally kill Alexa Bliss, and then Charlotte wins. And then 
So that's this is two tournaments that uh, Bobby Roode is a part of. Well, you know what? Well, hey, this, this, maybe this could be the consolation prize because I, I imagine the ending of the U.S. tournament is got to be that Dolph Ziggler comes back and just super kicks the shit out of the two finalists, right? Or the one, because I kind of want it to be like gender now and Dolph come out and just super kick the shit out of him. I Here's my pitch, because I actually I think the booking for this should change a little bit. I think you should definitely still have Bobby Roode get to the finals, but I think Xavier Woods needs to get the win over Jinder Mahal. So you set up Babyface versus Babyface for the finals, so that when Dolph Ziggler comes back and he fucks up the finals and, like, in the last moments before this match is going to end, just, you know, attacks both of these guys and ruins it, more guarantee of a heel reaction if people are into at least one of these guys. Because, like, if you, if you make people watch Bobby Roode and Jinder Mahal, that might crap and die. And people will be like, fuck this shit. But Bobby Roode versus Xavier Woods, I think, would be a little more exciting. Because, like, you gotta like at least one of those guys, right? Yeah. Like, I would be really pulling for Xavier Woods. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to see New Day as the U.S. champions. And then fucking Dolph Ziggler comes out and ruins your dreams for whoever you are a fan of. That's what I would pitch at this point. I like it. What do you think? Should we go with that, or do you think there would be a, a better solution for the U.S. title tournament? I mean, I think and anything can happen, and Dolph is just going to come back. So I like your pitch for it. <laughs> so do you think he's probably just going to come back on SmackDown after like somebody gets crowned and then be like, you're not the real U.S. champion? I kind of want him to come back as their crown, right? I really, I like that kind of return, like at uh, the Royal Rumble. The person, the person is at the height of, yeah, I have the championship, yeah, and then super kick, like, mm-hmm. like Dolph runs through the crowd or something like that. And he would, and Dolph would get if he does it at the Rumble, he would get huge cheers because it's in Philly. That's true. That's another fucking thing they should consider, too, is how they want him to come back and whether they should do it in Philly. Because think about that. You would you would win on all... Like, say, Jinder gets to the final and wins it at the Rumble. Philly crowd shitting on him because they hate him. And then Dolph coming out and kicking him. That's mm. a great ending for a Philly crowd. That's true. That's true. If you wanted him to come back as like a totally badass babyface and just beat the shit out of Jinder Mahal, he's like no nonsense anymore. Hmm. Yeah, this should this should give us some thought. Because I the other thing I just I kind of think is the writing on the wall. Unfortunately, is because they've done a lot of this like back and forth between Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. I feel like they're probably just gonna have like Bobby Roode win, and then Dolph Ziggler will just come out and be like, you know, you're not the real champion, but. Yeah, I. They really should have him come out at the Royal Rumble, though, right? Yeah. Because I mean, obviously. Because like, they even can have him come out afterwards. Because like, even though it's obviously going to be big moments at the Rumble, it would still be a lot bigger at the Rumble in Philly than yeah, legislator, right? Well, I mean, SmackDown's still going to be in Philly, but it's usually a hotter crowd at the Rumble than. The SmackDown afterwards, which will be the fourth show. Yeah, uh, the fourth fucking show in, in a row. <laughs> the, 
And as we've seen multiple times now, usually when you get to that SmackDown, the crowd is kind of dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's asking a lot of people, especially because it's going to be a lot of the same people. Right? Like, there's probably going to be some that are different, people... obviously, but... I was going to say, I want to know what these people's jobs are that can go to all four. <laughs> well, I don't, it's like a... It's like a whole destination weekend thing, I guess. If if they don't want to go to WrestleMania oh, yeah. that year, then maybe they're like, "Well, I'll go to the Royal Rumble weekend, or I'll go to SummerSlam weekend, or I'll go to Survivor Series weekend, or something." I don't know. Yeah, something. Speaking of which, save up your money now. Mm-hmm. Rumors are that WrestleMania next year is coming back to the Northeast. Oh shit! WrestleMania 35 might be coming up north. <laughs> Yes, because the rumors were WrestleMania was up going to return to the Northeast this year, but mm-hmm. New Orleans had their they're having some kind of anniversary celebration around the time of WrestleMania, and just made the best pitch that WWE had ever heard to get WrestleMania to come back to there. Hmm. Well, all right, fair enough. You get to have it this year, New Orleans. I kind of I I like the like. 35 i'm a very like what's what's the word it's not an even number i know but like the five as a number like yeah it's it's very satisfying sort of number (laughs) like outside of an even 10 like you've got exactly that kind of number so i like that we get 35 so Mm -hmm. yeah it's very it's very official the 35th Mm -hmm. like 34th Mm -hmm. whatever like that doesn't matter. Like last time, I think it was twenty nine. Nah. Yeah, it's like, eh, who fucking cares? I mean, New yeah. Orleans though, they got thirty though. That was a that was probably the last pretty good WrestleMania, right? Yeah, Daniel Bryan winning. Yep. Uh, I enjoyed the. Uh, was it thirty one? Was it the following year with Seth Rollins coming out and catching it? Yeah, I liked that moment. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, that rains and. Lesnar match was kind of a stinker. I'm trying to remember yeah, but if anything else from that card. Was that uh, was Triple H and Sting on that card? Yes. What the fuck else? Uh, uh, I assume let Undertaker me... and Bray Wyatt, because I think that's who fought him. Yes, and remember, After... I think like way, uh, Bray was like sick or something, or an injury or something like that. Well, more importantly, they just fucking. Booked him like a loser bitch, and he lost. <laughs> um. Oh, this was... Uh, so on the pre-show, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro defeated Los Matadores, The New Day, and The Usos to uh, retain the tag team titles. Hmm. Uh, Big Show won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal by eliminating Damian Mizdow. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh, here that we go. Was, man, that was a fucking travesty. You remember that shit? Oh, here we go. It started off good. So those are both in the pre-show. Daniel Bryan defeated Bad News Barrett, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, Stardust, Luke Harper, and R-Truth to win the Intercontinental title. That was a ladder um, match, I'm guessing? Yes. Ladder match for the Intercontinental. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Randy Orton defeated Seth Rollins, who had Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury at his side. Triple H defeated Sing. Sting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ Lee and Paige defeated the Bella Twins. John Cena defeated Rusev to Ugh. win the U.S. title. 
<laughs> the Undertaker defeated Bray Wyatt. Wow, I I only remember the good parts of this. Yeah, you know what? And Rusev, it has taken three goddamn years for Rusev to recover from that shit. And he's just <laughs> barely doing it now. Fuck. And then Seth Rollins defeated Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Which they are now they list as a triple threat match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Huh. All right. I mean, I, I guess because he turned he, he turned it into one, right? Yeah, that's true. Because they didn't finish the match when he he had cashed it in. Oh, and here's the order of elimination from the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal: Curtis Axel, Adam Rose, Fandango, Alex Ryder, Alex Riley, Alex Zach Riley. Ryder, Bo Dallas, Hideo Otami. Uh, Diego, Fernando, Sincara, Tyson Kidd, Mark Henry, Connor, Victor, Darren Young, Heath Slater, Titus O'Neil, Jack Swagger, Big E, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, Eric Rowan, Goldust, Kane, Jimmy Uso, Cesaro, Ryback, The Miz, and Damian Mizdow. Wow. I'm surprised at how many of those guys are still with the company. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. It's like, it like Darren Young's not... And like Ms. Dow's not, like Sandow. Uh, Adam but Rose. Adam Rose. But yeah, um, most of those guys, they're all still around. Even Mark Henry's still fucking around. Like, is he injured right now? Or do they just. No, I think they're just not using him. I think they just he's don't like. don't use this guy. Yeah. Why isn't he in Titus Worldwide or something? <laughs> or Titus Worldwide? Because <laughs> they, they. I just don't know a... what the fuck they're doing with that group. Well, they, they, they got to win. win over, um, fuck, who was it they got to win over this week? Rusev Day, right? No, 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 that's wrong show. Uh, Fashion Police got the sneaky win over. That's right. Um, uh, they, they oh, doubled... the bar. The bar. They beat the bar. Yeah. That's, I'm assuming that's a team that then they'll be like, oh, well, we, we want a title match. And then, I don't know, bar can just like kill them. To try and get a little credibility back to come after um, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Mm-hmm. You hear that? Or they're just going to hot shot it back because they can always do the, like with these uh, uneasy couple tag teams, they can always just have them lose on a fluke and then lose the titles by like miscommunicating, you know? Like, or, uh, yeah, yeah, they can straight up just start fighting because like Rollins and Jordan can start shoving each other and they just take advantage of that shit that could work i don't know i got i got lost here thought thinking for a second because um well it's because you were thinking about titus worldwide and you just got so bored that your brain just turned (laughs) off it's it's, they you know they really need to fucking figure out something to do with apollo cruz he is too valuable to do nothing with like, even just, I wouldn't mind if they sent him back down to NXT. Like, I know it's technically a downgrade, but man, he let him figure stuff that out down there. There were definitely some people that they have, should not have taken out of NXT, uh, but Apollo Crews was definitely one of the biggest ones they should not have I taken think he's out. got the front of the line for that, right? Yeah, because he was set to, like, really start growing in NXT, I think. Right, we were saying, like, alright, we're starting to see a character, we're starting to see this, like, mm-hmm. let him build on this and then bloop, all the way up onto the main roster and doing nothing yeah he was one of those guys and like, it was go ahead 
I was going to say, we just right away, we knew that too, right? We mm-hmm. called it. We were like, it's too soon. And like, they put him in a couple matches, then it was like, okay, let's see where this goes. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> you know what? What if, because they, they have uh, Dana Brooke now is like officially in there, and she's like the director of statistics or some shit, right? God, yeah. So she isn't, like, I'm trying to remember, she has some sort of stupid title. Yeah. What if what if they start running the idea of, like, take a little bit of John Cena's really old gimmick of the prototype and say that, like, according to, like, statistics, we've designed Apollo Crews as the most, like, optimal superstar of all time. Like, you know, oh, like, start using that JBL like, line? Something like that. Yeah, he's, like, statistically the greatest superstar of all time. And, like, showing, like, you know, he can, like, jump proportionally to, like, how strong he is and, like, all his different feats of strength and agility. Like, I... I think that could actually work. I think if you do that as, like, do humor in his promos of, like, mm. we've calculated, like, the best, best promo that he can give and have him do, like, some kind of generic, like, <laughs> just, like, I am going to beat you. And, like, like, have him say things like pause for effect or something like that. <laughs> pause for but then when he gets into, like... Then when he gets into the ring, have him, like, wrestle. Like, it's uh, similar to uh, Eugene. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's like fucking hilarious. <laughs> Eugene was, like, a funny character on his promos and stuff because he was special needs. And mm-hmm. I know that that character would not work nowadays. But when he got into the ring, he was really good. And that's why the character worked the way it did. And I think it could work the same way. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, he could either do it himself and be, like, really robotic. Or you could have, like, Titus O'Neil up there. And, like, so Apollo Crews is saying, it's like, I will win the match. And I dedicate this win to you, the WWE Universe. And then yeah. Titus O'Neil, like, puts his hand over, like, pause for effect. Like, let them cheer. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts booing. He's like, well, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'll have to run the calculations again. Oh, we'll have to recalculate. Yeah. Dana, what's wrong? We have to recalculate. Recalculating. <laughs> Recalculating. <laughs> oh my gosh. If we, we just start running the gimmick that Data and Apollo are both robots. <laughs> <laughs> like she's the calculating robot and they're trying to design yeah. the perfect superstar robot that's Apollo Cruz. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then, you know, who, who who else should go in this group is Tony Nese. He could be like another calculated, like perfect athlete superstar. Like they could just keep We've adding... Given- guys into this group like they could throw Cedric Alexander in there like all these guys that have no charisma but are great athletes they can just <laughs> sign them into this group we've given him six abs <laughs> we've given him six abs can we upgrade we can fit eight <laughs> <laughs> he is the optimal premier athlete Tony abs <laughs> I was like uh, yeah Titus Worldwide presents Tony abs and World Tonus Titus Worldwide presents Apollo Cruz. Oh my gosh, this is fucking hilarious. Yes, Dana's calculate recalculating would be Dana Brooks catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I see it now. This is genius. Oh my god, I I see shades of oh, who did that gimmick with the is it the computer or the book? Oh, why am I blanking on this? Someone, like, back in the day used, like, either a laptop or a book to, like, look up, like, what would be the best move to use on this guy. Is that, like, a book of truth sort of thing? Or is that... Uh... Kind of. 
but it like they they claimed it was, I think it was in WWE they claimed like the he was looking like up the best move to use to like beat that person. It would be like mid match. Huh. The heel would take a break and I'd like study his opponent. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. <coughs> I'm looking up now because it's gonna bug me. I thought for a second you were um, uh, talking about like the anonymous raw general manager with the fucking computer with the laptop. <laughs> oh my gosh, you remember that shit? You remember fucking Edge smashing the fucking computer with his head? Like he got so mad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, yeah, I remember. And then he, there was this very brief storyline that they didn't really do a whole lot with, where he was launching a crusade against stupidity. Yes. <laughs> And I guess they realize it's like, wait, there's way too much stupid shit in WWE. He'll just destroy everything. So we have to stop this. Oh my gosh. Dude, Titus Worldwide, we just, we fixed that stable right now. We pitched that. Vince, I hope you're listening. This is how you fix Titus Worldwide. Make Dana Brooke and Apollo Crews robots. (laughs) It's the key to success. And put, fuck it. Put Tony Nese in there. If he's not going to be in the Zo train or part of a team PowerPoint, then put him in. Put him in here. That's what I got. Yeah, damn. Uh, After a quick Google search, I can't figure out what it is. You didn't find it. Dang. Nah. That's sad. I'll have to do some. I'll have to do some more research later. Recalculating. Recalculating. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, oof. You know what? I'm just looking at my notes right here. And something that was very brutal and needed no recalculation. Uh, this week in NXT, Shayna Baszler fucking impresses me every goddamn time, dude. In so this, good. In this short-ass match with Dakota Kai, she comes out here and just... And just, just kicks the shit oh, out of her. So brutal. Oh my like, gosh. She's got that wicked smile, too. Oh man, her and Pete Dunn as a tag team. Oh, yeah, they, they they could be the they come in as the second chance. Yeah, <laughs> the second chance. We didn't even know we were in this thing. Yeah, the wicked smile tag team. But she is she was so meant for professional wrestling. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Man, she killed killed Dakota Kai. That stomping on that elbow. Oof, that was brutal. I um, wonder if like, uh, uh, what's her name up on the main roster? Why am I blanking on her in the Riot Squad? Ooh, which one of the evil Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> who, who, the other MMA girl? Oh, oh, uh, in Absolution. Oh, Absolution. That's what she's. Uh, in. Sony Deville. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if she's scared of like. Shayna coming up to the main roster because she's like she has my gimmick and does it better. She should. <laughs> she should hope that Shayna Baszler stays in NXT as long as possible. Yeah. Or that she gets a new gimmick, like something. Because yeah, I don't know. Absolution. Well, at least at this point, I'm just I'm so fucking ab- over Absolution. It's garbage. I'm way more over the Riot Squad than the Absolution, at least. I mean, I'm pretty over, the, at least out of Riot Squad, because, like, all right, this is the way I look at it. In Riot Squad, I think at least Ruby Riot is coming across all right. 
Like I th- yeah, like I think she's coming across well, but in Absolution, I think nobody's coming across well. Like I'm I'm not buying it from any of the three. I don't know what what's your opinion on Absolution? Absolution, I just I don't know. Riot Squad are just like they get chased out of the ring every time or lose every time. So I just don't see like them as a threat. And I but I guess the same thing happens with Absolution, right? Well yeah, it's 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 weird because I they're not really winning matches very legitimately either. Right, because yeah. like, I'm not. I don't really feel like I'm supposed to take them as a threat, and especially now with like Paige being injured again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Having to rely on Sony Deville and Manny Rose, who are both pretty fucking awful, is just. I don't, it it hurts them pretty bad, and I feel like there's just not a whole lot of cohesive. Like that that group is just so fucking. We've talked about it already. Like it makes no sense. Yeah. So like them just kind of getting random like tag match wins over uh like mickey james and bailey and sasha again and again after a while like it like it doesn't fucking mean anything so i don't know i'm just i'm very and also like just i don't know what the fucking point of their group is i guess other than just supposed to be like we're here to support Paige. i don't know it's it's so fucking mess and riot squad's not a whole lot better especially because like i said they're the evil powerpuff girls which i realized when I was watching this week, it's just as if Buttercup was the leader instead of Blossom. <laughs> but then they're just evil. So they're just soft and squishy. Yeah, they're just. Well, I mean, the Powerpuff Girls had like lots of power, so I guess they're they're way weaker than the Powerpuff Girls for sure. But like, they just have that same dynamic. They have the like the emo goth girl, they've got the nature girl, and they've got the bubbly blonde girl. That's their <laughs> dynamic. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan are both pretty fucking bad right now. Yeah. It's sad. And I assume they're going to, in the Women's Royal Rumble, you, you have to have probably a uh, these two factions meet up at some point in the match, I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess so. But do we really want that? <laughs> I do. Let's just get it over with. Have that moment and have them all eliminate each other. Then it can be done. Kill each other? Yeah, just like Sarah Logan and Sony Deville eliminate each other. Uh, Liv Morgan and Mandy Rose eliminate each other. And Paige and Ruby Riot eliminate each other. Just be done. They can have their little moments of they were beating down the other girls, and then they're like, oh, we're the two factions. Who's going to beat down the other one now? And we beat down each other, and now we're all gone. (laughs) I'm looking, no one cared. Because like I feel like there are other cover or blah, 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 blah. I feel like there are a couple other intelligent uh, undercover <laughs> undercover. See, all right. So here's my my other dilemma when it comes to the women's rumble match. I think it would be really smart of them to have Oscar take the title off of Alexa Bliss before the rumble because they they seem committed to having the champions not be in the rumble match. And I think it would be, A, a lot more uh, fun to continue Asuka's streak past this and not have her have to win the Rumble match. And have, like, at like at the side of this match, because, like, all the women are fighting in the Rumble match. And then you just have, watching at the side, maybe on commentary, maybe not, 
you could have Asuka on one side, you have Charlotte on one side, the two, like, women who are really, like, the two dominant women in these divisions representing the prizes that these women are fighting for. Because, like, Alexa Bliss is good, but she's not that level. You know what I mean? Asuka is that mm. level. Asuka and Charlotte, those are the two. It's like, all right, yeah, like, whoever wins this match should be somebody worthy enough to challenge one of these two women. So I I think that could be in the cards. What's your what's your thought on that? Yeah. I think I see that. So you basically just don't want to hurt Asuka in the Rumble match? Because my thought is this. Because with Asuka and her undefeated streak and everything, like, you... Like, I think that they could definitely still play it that, like, if she gets eliminated from the Royal Rumble, that doesn't count as beating her undefeated streak because she's still not pinned or submitted. But at the same time, like, you almost kind of don't want to put her in the Rumble if she's not going to win. And I do really think that Rousey's going to be in this and she's going to win. And with that in mind, I think it would be a lot smarter to keep her completely separate from Asuka because if Asuka's mm-hmm. in this thing, if she doesn't win, she at least is going to have to make it to the, down to the final four. Otherwise, that's just shitty booking. Because like if she's in it, then the final four that I would kind of imagine that would make sense would be like Asuka, Becky Lynch, Nia Jax, and then maybe like Naomi or something like some other kind of like, or maybe like Carmella, like some other wild card from SmackDown. Would be like like if Ronda Rousey's not in it. Because mm-hmm. if Ronda Rousey's in it, then obviously you have their her in the final four too. Because then you could do say like everybody has to team up and get rid of Nia Jax or something, and then the last three are fighting. You could have a little that because I I would also think that I think Becky Lynch would be like a really good choice for somebody to come in as like number one and be like the Iron Woman who just like stays through and is the one who stays in the longest, but eventually you know probably will get eliminated at the end in like the final four. I'm trying to think of like who like because is would there be another woman who'd be better for that spot? What was your Friday, list again? Uh, I was thinking for like final four would be like uh, Oscar, Becky, Nia Jax, and then like Ronda Rousey. Or if Ronda Rousey's not in this match at all, you could have like Naomi or Carmella or somebody who's like a surprise name, like a Trish Stratus or Alita or oh my god, if fucking Stephanie McMahon's in this match. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Stephanie McMahon probably will be in this match. I don't think she can resist putting herself in it. Wouldn't be surprised if she did, right? Now, I, at this point, you know, I I'd, I'd be surprised if they don't, because they got a lot of slots to fill. They've got like, I think what they maybe like sixteen or seventeen, eighteen maybe announced. So they've got. Like at least twelve more, and the champions aren't in it, so they're gonna have to like pull some women from NXT, pull in some women from the past, probably pull in Stephanie. Well, shit, they had a uh, Triple H win the Royal Rumble a couple years ago. They'll probably at least put Stephanie in this. <laughs> Ooh, you know what? Especially if, especially if Ronda Rousey's in this, and Ronda Rousey goes on to win. 
I could see them having her eliminate Stephanie McMahon as the last person she eliminates. Like, have Stephanie do the, like, hide under the ring. Like, I didn't get eliminated, but I'm hiding. And then come out, like, you think that, like, say Ronda Rousey eliminates, um, like, Asuka or, like, if Asuka's still under right now and not the champion. Or if she get, eliminates, like, Becky Lynch last and you think that she won and then Stephanie McMahon tries to come out and, like, hee hee, I'm going to eliminate you. And then Ronda Rousey clocks the bitch and throws her out too and then still wins. That'd be a fucking moment. Yeah, and I don't think that would hurt Oscar, right? No. No, and you know, because it's like getting eliminated from the Royal Rumble, like anybody can do that. Like that's that's not a big And if, deal. especially if it's it's Ronda Rousey then. Yeah, and it's Ronda Rousey. If it's Ronda Rousey, like if they have Oscar in this and Ronda Rousey's not in this, and somebody else just fucking wins. Like, all right, imagine that. Imagine this scenario. Ronda Rousey's not in the Royal Rumble. Asuka is, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, not in... Or, you know, let's say that. Asuka's the champion for Raw. Or she's not in this for some reason. Who the fuck would you pick to win this Royal Rumble? Oh. Wait, what's the situation again? If you have neither Who's... Ronda Rousey nor Asuka to win the Royal Rumble, who would you pick for the women? I would... Take Becky. I probably would too, actually. <laughs> I was gonna say that's initially I was thinking this could be such a hard question, but no, you just pick Becky, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean everybody loves her. <laughs> I fucking love Becky, man. I feel like she does she's she's the perfect kind of person, right? She's so damn good and she just never gets her fair shake because she's just too damn nice. But she's always happy about it. Like. Yeah, and she's just so happy that she's never gonna like Ugh, I love her. Becky Lynch, you're never gonna get what you deserve, but in like the in the good way, <laughs> meaning that you deserve better than what you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're gonna get a burr up their ass and like reward her for doing this movie. Cause don't they they tend to do that a little bit, right? People go and do the movies and then they give them a little. Something. Yeah, I mean, she's gotten a good comeback from it. And, I mean, look at The Miz as well. Yeah, actually, you know what, too? Because, like, say, for example, if you do... If if the Raw women's title story for WrestleMania would be ideally, like, Asuka versus Ronda Rousey, then maybe on the SmackDown side, I think your ideal story could be uh, Becky versus Charlotte, right? Yeah, possibly. Because I'm trying to think, like, if, if Charlotte... I would have to imagine Charlotte would still be the champion going into WrestleMania then who would be the best feud for her on the SmackDown side? If Charlotte is the champion, um... Well, I mean, right now she's a face, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Unless, so... The other thing that could happen here would be, like, maybe... I don't think that she would win the Royal Rumble necessarily, but like if say Ember Moon drops the title to Shayna Baszler at NXT Philly, then maybe Ember Moon makes a jump up to the main roster at the Royal Rumble, maybe debuts in the Rumble, and then comes over to the SmackDown side. And then you could build up Ember Moon versus Charlotte. Just like rip through the roster and go straight up after the Queen. It's like a, I couldn't defeat the Empress, but maybe I can defeat the Queen. 
Possibly. And then eventually maybe even build towards like a future match of like, you know, Asuka's the champion on Raw. You've got Ember Moon the champion on SmackDown. Do a little bit of a rematch, especially if Asuka's still undefeated. And then eventually <laughs> have uh, Ember Moon go up against Oscar again. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what? Like, they have a lot of good options with Asuka. They, it is a really smart decision that they put together that undefeated streak for her and actually made it a big deal. Because like we we just keep coming up with this, like these different ideas for like Oscar and different things that they can do, and mm-hmm. it's just so exciting. It's like man, they I feel like in a lot of ways, if they don't fuck this up, like they have created a legitimate star here in Oscar. Because like, l- like think about like a lot of the other women that they have right now on the roster. Like, how many of them do you think you're really gonna remember, like five, ten years from now? A couple. Like, who who would be your list? Asuka. Charlotte. Those are the two right now, right? Uh, I think... In, in, Alexa. You know, I, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? The, other, the only other one I was thinking right now, because I don't know, I, I'll probably remember Becky because I fucking love her so much. But Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. But. Someone other than that would be like, if if they turn things back around with Bailey, like I said, because I think with Bailey's NXT start, like that was so strong. I think I'll always at least remember that. And then it'll just be like, and then what the fuck, I can't remember what the fuck they did. Like they brought her to the main roster and then they just didn't do anything with her. Like... Because that, that is another weird story of, like, Bailey was such a great success story in NXT. And then they just crapped on her with that program with Alexa Bliss, and they've just never recovered. So, I don't know. I think I think she's one of those things, or she's one of those people that if they figure it out and turn it around, I think she could still be an all-time great in the women's division. Yeah. But the trajectory right now is not good. But yeah, Asuka and Charlotte are definitely like bona fide. They will be stars to be remembered for sure. And a lot of that is also like fucking booking because like Becky Lynch would be right there too if they gave her half the stuff they gave Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let me see. What was something else we wanted to talk about? We wanted to talk about uh, some fucking ROH. We got the first... Show of the year here. Yeah. What did you uh, think well, of first, Dalton Castle as the champion? First new show. Yes. After Final Battle. Uh, Dalton, I loved his segment with uh, Jay Lethal. I love that the invitation to sit down on the boys and everything yes. is the chair. And then he was just like, <laughs> yeah, no, this is weird. <laughs> I, I, no, I love that he was like, no, no, waste to, or no reason to waste a good boy. And then had the other one become like his yeah. Ottoman. <laughs> yeah. Oh put his feet up. Yep, that was hilarious. Um, but I liked his I liked his promo uh, before that with him saying how no one thought he was championship material, 
he put Cody over as well, and then finally put himself over, which is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great overall segment with Dalton. Yeah, definitely a great segment, and then setting up some challengers, obviously Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. and then uh, Punishment Martinez Punishment coming Martinez, out. Choke slamming him. Choke slamming him. Um. And then. I'm trying to remember. The only other thing I had written down was like the main event of uh, Marty Skrull and Flip Gordon. Yeah, that was a good match. Oh, there was also. Uh, so Silas Young beat Simon Grimm. But right. there was also. Uh, Beer City Bruiser was with him, and they had a backstage segment where Silas says, We're also going to he- go for the tag team titles. Mm hmm. So I like that. Like, even though he has the ROH Television Championship, he's still interested in the tag team gold. So does that mean those two are going to go for the tag gold, or they're going to get somebody else to join their stable? And no, like him and Beer City are going to go for it. Okay, cool. So you get them going for that as well, uh, along with the Briscoes. Yeah, the Briscoes, Motor City. Oh man, well shit. Between the Briscoes and Motor City Machine Guns, like. I think it's going to be pretty hard to get a crack at those titles. <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to have a nice long uh, feud. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the Briscoes were calling them out this week, too, a little bit. So, Yeah, they beat some see. random team and then uh, called them out. But I liked it. They, they put them over first, and they were like, you guys are good, but we're better. Yeah, you were like, they were like, those, you know, they're one hell of a tag team, obviously, but there's just nobody... And the world who's on our level as far as a tag yeah. team. And shit, Which is I, very true. I don't know. I you know the fucking dream match at this point that's developing is Briscoes versus Usos. Like Oh yeah. Man, that would be a fucking killer match because Usos are also at like the fucking peak of their game right now. Can you imagine that? Like if WWE finally just removed the stick from their ass and were like, you know what, let's do some cross promotional shows. Yeah. If we could get stuff like the Elite versus New Day, and we could get the Briscoes versus the Usos, that'd be insane. It would be nice. That'd be insane. Almost as insane as Wrestle Kingdom 12. That was an insanely long show that I only got to see one match of so far. (laughs) Yeah, you watched uh, Jericho versus Omega, right? Yeah, I mean... That's probably the biggest match that everyone was turning tuning into, right? Yeah, and it uh, it got five stars from Meltzer. Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> Had Omega in it. <laughs> well, hey, but it didn't get six. True, he didn't break his scale. <laughs> but yeah, what was your uh, what was your thought of the match? Great match. Um, I absolutely loved how Jericho is such a like. I guess a chameleon is a good word for it. That he can just blend into whatever environment he's in. Because he went from last year working WWE style to this year working New Japan style. At his age, too. Well, I mean, he kind of worked New Japan style. But it was kind of like Yoli for that first half of the match. And then it was the very hardcore American style brawl. Yeah. So it was a nice Which is fine. You don't expect... I mean... You don't expect Jericho to go 30 minutes doing New Japan Strong Style, right? Well, no, I'm almost saying this as like a compliment that like they this match is able yeah. to blend both of those styles together. 
that it was like started mm-hmm. out much more technical and they were doing their moves and it was, you know, him trying to constantly ground Kenny and get him into the lion tamer in yeah. the walls of Jericho, but it you know, wasn't working. It wasn't enough to put him away. So then you know, every time Kenny kept getting the better of him and eventually Jericho was like, fuck this shit, smacks him with a chair. <laughs> like I'm going hardcore and using the weapons because I can't beat him with, you know, without it. So it, the match naturally progressed into the stipulation. And then you got yeah, the whole and it naturally shift progressed of style. to what you guys knew that these guys felt about each other in the buildup. That it was where I'm going to show you why I'm the best wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was this really great fucking match, and that it, it ended very definitively. It wasn't like there was a ton of interference in the Bullet Club. It wasn't controversial. Just fucking Kenny won at the end. Yeah, like, which is what you expected, right? And but then we got a surprise. Um, well, one, did you see the, the press conference, uh, footage of Jericho? I saw some of it. Yeah. Where he flips off the media. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then at New Year's dash, he attacks Naito. Yeah. Jericho attacked Naito. So it, it would seem that he's going to be coming back to New Japan for at least one more match. One match. Yeah. I think it's maybe a couple more. I think New Japan roped him in and now they're just going, what? of our dream matches with Jericho right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they're... Well, they're definitely teasing a lot of very interesting matches because they're teasing you know, Jericho and Naito there. They're teasing even more of the split here between uh, you know, Cody and Omega. Oh, yeah. Disagreeing about um, Kota Ibushi mm-hmm. to attack more. But interestingly, the Young Bucks agreeing with Cody and going with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, at least for now because it... I, I feel like I sense in this next year in New Japan that either Kenny is going to split from Bullet Club or Kenny and the Young Bucks as the elite are going to split from the Bullet Club. Which either way I, th- I see is fine because I think you want to split that up before it gets too old, right? Right, like you, you want people leaving more. Yeah. Um, you don't want to become the NWO. Yeah. And and it would be nice, too, to see, like, you know, because it, it was such an evolution of the stable when Kenny Omega took it and did different things with it, and now it could be a totally different evolution of the stable when somebody else takes over it. And it, so I, when we saw the whole thing with Jay White go down, where he was offered the spot and Kenny Omega, you know, tried to get him in, and then Jay White turned on him and attacked him yeah. and threw up the shirt. Initially, I was thinking what well, could have been interesting because it, it seemed that like he definitely was like, no, fuck Bullet Club. And now it seems like he's joined Chaos. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he's going that route. But I was thinking it could have been really interesting if like, what if they had done a thing and maybe they'll still do this. Is what if. Like if say, for example, Cody is going to be the guy that takes over Bullet Club. What if then Cody invited Jay White in and then Jay White like joined in under him instead of Omega and that could have been part of the split of like him being like recognizing the new alpha. Mm, could be. And then using Jay White to be like, all right, now take out Omega because he's not the alpha anymore. I am. And like Jay White being like almost like the personal assassin for the American nightmare. Cody Rhodes, like, yeah, you'd have like Marty Skrull as his lieutenant. And then you've got your, like immediate underdog guy of Jay White, the switchblade. You've got the underboss, like, I don't know. But it seems like 
they're not going that direction. It seems like Jay White is uh, doing stuff with chaos. So yeah, we'll see about um, that. Which I think either way that he goes, right? I think he's definitely on the rise. Yeah, it seems like they're they're kind of trying to figure out what his path is, and that'll be interesting to see. But um, like say for example that you know Kenny does step down. Uh, if if not Cody, then who would you think might lead the boat Bullet Club? Maybe Marty Skrull? Maybe somebody else? Yeah, I'd throw Marty in that mix. Um, I, yeah, I, Marty's the only one I can think of, right? Yeah, unless you bring in someone new. Yeah, unless you brought in somebody totally new to lead it. I'm trying to think of like... Because it's got to be one of the guys that's at the forefront now, right? Or do you see a dark horse in some of the background guys? Hmm. I definitely don't see uh, Hangman Page being a guy that could lead. Uh, I, d- I definitely don't think that it would make sense for somebody like Yujiro Takahashi to take over because it's like you know primarily a Gaijin stable. I feel like it looks like the Gorillas of Destiny. If anything, they're almost going to kind of split off and do their own thing, like just succeed. Yeah, they've been like they still like wear Bullet Club stuff, but haven't been doing a lot with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so actually, maybe even that would be a way this ends, is it just kind of completely fractures apart. Like, instead of continuing to survive under somebody else, maybe it would just be the, like, all right, the elite are going off and doing their thing, like Kenny and the Young Bucks. And then you've got, like, uh, you know, like Bad Luck Fale and then the Tamatanga group, like the Gorillas of Destiny. And then, you know, a couple of the other Gaijin guys, like, they just, well, just go off and do your own thing. Hmm. I don't know. But at the same time, like I could definitely see Cody taking it over because it seems like he's definitely committed to being out in like the Ring of Honor New Japan world for the time being for the next couple of years. Like, cause like not going. Him? Are you saying not going back to WWE? Right, exactly. Because I figure if he's not going to be there, then he would go back to WWE. Because I figure, also, at the same time, I figure he probably, when and if he comes back to WWE, is if, when and if they're going to let him do what he's been doing out here on the independents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, at the same time, like, you know, he's got this all-in event scheduled coming up with the uh, Young Bucks in September. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have a date for it now, don't they? Mm-hmm. September 1st. They have a date and they don't have a location, though, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think I think they haven't set on a location yet. But I don't, I mean I I really hope that this fucking succeeds cuz that'd be really amazing if if they were able to fucking pull that out. Don't you think? Uh I mean I want them to. Well, yeah, obviously we want them to. I'm just hmm. I mean, I guess yeah, it's it's really unlikely that it'll happen, but I don't know, like, if, if they can get a couple really big names or if they can fucking properly build a huge match, like, if, say, say if they properly build up the, like, if I think if they would have to, obviously, get some permissions from New Japan to do this, but say if they really built up the Omega-Cody match for the United States title, the New Japan-United States title, and that was, like, the big match at All In, and maybe it had, like, I don't know, some crazy-ass, like, Bullet Club story implications because maybe now, like, Cody's leading the Bullet Club and Omega and the Young Bucks are outside of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I, th- I feel like something like that with along with maybe some other big matches or maybe if they did a like a Mega Jericho 2 if they could get Jericho on this thing I think Jericho's fully into working with New Japan and um I think anything also ROH related Do you think he would Jericho for ROH yeah, I mean, he's doing his cruises uh, using ROH guys. And they're even, like, ROH is, like, sponsoring it, too, kind of. Like, because the tournament he's going to do on his cruise is for an ROH title shot. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hmm. I did not know that. So, I kind of see... Um, yeah, I kind of see him working with them, possibly. Maybe. That'd I mean, really I didn't think he would. Didn't think he would work with uh, what you call it with uh, New Japan, and he is. Yeah, that's true. Things are really fucking changing in the world of wrestling. It's it's kind of an exciting time to be a wrestling fan, right? Like these last couple of years, they the world outside of WWE has really expanded, and even the world inside of WWE too, with NXT and all sorts of shit. Hmm. Like, you know, just compare that to, uh, you know, like 2010 or whatever, when it was like, uh, you had like TNA in like this doldrums. <laughs> oh, TNA. Man, what a fucking weird show. Um, Let me see. Was there anything else really big this week that we haven't talked about? Oh, yeah. Fucking Finn Balor finally joined back up with the club. Speaking of all this Bullet Club stuff. Oh, yeah. The Balor Club is now finally a thing. Yeah, he's had a shirt for years, and now it finally makes sense. Well, I guess we, we talked about this before. The, the assumption before is that we were supposed to be the Balor Club, right? Uh-huh. The fans. We're the Balor Club. We're part of the cool club. Too sweet. <laughs> Do you think they... That was part of the thing, was that like they... You saw that like the young bucks were doing the two sweet thing, and they took it away from them. They're like, "All right, well, we got the two sweet back. We got to do something with it." Hey, weren't those Finn Balor and those guys fucking doing that for a little while? Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Put those two guys together. Let's do a two sweet group. <laughs> what should we call them? I don't know. The Balor Club. Sure, we already got shirts for that. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I don't know. Well, hey, you know what? At the very least, Finn Balor is already showing like twice as much personality as he used to. Well, you know what? Because he's having fun. Yeah. Like. Yeah, he seems like he's definitely at least having fun now. Because before he was only engaging, I thought it's a demon, but now it's like, oh, he's he's fucking joking around. He's got a little personality. This is good. They're too sweet in each other, and. What well, even like the the lines that he says too, like he doesn't come off so robotic. Like I feel like he's always come off as really robotic in this face run, but now this was a little more laid back and just like he was talking. Mm-hmm. Like he could actually feel like he was playing a character instead of just I'm out here reading my lines. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
Yeah, so good for him. Good for him getting his boys back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was most of what I wanted to talk about this week. Oh, shit. What'd you think about the fucking grappling hook spot? I almost forgot about that shit. Oh, God. I forgot about that for a second. Um, oh, my God. So dumb. But there was an interesting line in there. Which was, um, people are starting to think that Paul Heyman might switch over to Braun Strowman as his manager. Because uh, Brock asked Heyman to get him like out of the ambulance or something like that, I think, at one point. Mm-hmm. And Heyman weirdly responds with, I didn't even see him coming. And so people think that that might be a hint at, like, Heyman acting weird about the attack of, like, he might be on Braun Strowman's side secretly. Hmm. That would be interesting. Especially, like, say, I was thinking about this of, like, another way to book this. Because we were talking before about how, like, we think it makes sense to have Braun Strowman just uh, pin Kane, get the title, and then have the defense at WrestleMania. Mm Mm-hmm. What if you do it this way? You have the match going down. Braun Strowman ends up starting to, like, dominate the shit out of this match. And Brock Lesnar starts getting really legitimately scared for the first time ever. And then to save his title, he steals the pin on Kane. So then you build the story of the idea that, like, Brock Lesnar was, like, running away from Strowman by taking advantage of the stipulation of Kane being there. And that Strowman, you know, maybe there's, in the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, he has to win some other big match to get the le- match with Lesnar again. But then it's like the finally I'll get the one-on-one match and there's nowhere else to go. And then in the aftermath of that, cause like Strowman could then win the title in the main event of WrestleMania by beating Brock Lesnar one-on-one. And then, like you said, Heyman sides with Strowman being like, Hey, you know what? I'm the advocate for like the beast and the strongest guy. And if Strowman's the strongest guy, that's who I'm with now. Yeah. I mean, and it fits his character, right? Because he's always done that. It fits his character, and also it, it, I think it helps save Strowman's character a lot because he's best in either not talking or doing very short amounts of talking of, like, I'm not done with you yet. And then <laughs> Heyman can do all the rest. Yeah. And he can basically he, just he say all the same shit. He isn't done with you yet, sir. <laughs> he, he isn't done with you. He will be done with you when he decides to be done with you. <laughs> when there is nothing left of you. <laughs> running power slam. Running power slam. About to come up with another fucking name for his finishing move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's the fucking... Oh, my God. I have this... I can't remember the fucking name of it, but is is there um is, is there a paper towel brand that's like Braun something, like Braun Bounty? Bra- or... Brawny. Brawny? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Uh, the Brawny? <laughs> Could his finisher be the Brawny? Because he will wipe you up like a Brawny, <laughs> sir. <laughs> He'll wipe you up like the mess you are. Like a, bra- like a strong Brawny towel. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Um, what would it be? Because he's like country strong, right? That's his tattoo. And he's a oh, monster yeah. mind, or maybe like the monster slam. I don't know. The shit. 
I don't have a good one for this. Well, you know what, WWE? We gave you some damn good ideas already this week. You can yeah, come up with a we're, new we're move all... for Strowman's finishing move. That's on you. <laughs> we came up with Titus Worldwide being a robot stable. That's some good quality shit. Yeah.